All right, everybody, welcome to the uh, newest episode of the On Fire podcast. We are back after a short hiatus for the holidays. Merry ho, 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 you motherfuckers. Uh, I believe this is episode eight. Uh, we are joined by a very, very special guest today. Very. Um, the biggest Anaheim Ducks fan I know and the only Anaheim Ducks fan that I'm pretty sure exists. Uh, Colton, for sure. How are you doing? Oh, great. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Colton, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who, what team do you really cheer for? Uh, you know, I'm a big Nathan McKinnon fan. Um, love the Avalanche and the Flames. And um, yeah, more so an Avs fan than a Flames fan. You're, yeah, you're, you're a mighty drunks guy above all else. Yeah, hey? mighty drunks. That's... Uh, <laughs> That's the team that I yeah. Love that's the most. that's the number one team in his books. So, um, you know, we're we're on location at Colton's house. Uh, had to pull up, you know, for the new pod, and uh, uh, we've got the Austin Matthews jersey on Blake here. We've got the Nate Mack jersey on Brandon here, and then we've got um, the Anaheim Ducks shit on Colton, of course, because who else yeah. would ever wear that? Huge Ducks guy, big old Ducks guy, quack quack quack, you know. Flying V type shit, you know, we're on, we're on that. Um, these are obviously not my jerseys or anyone's jerseys. These are Colton's jerseys because who else would, like, have these? Like, who cheers for the Maple Leafs? Let's be honest here. And um, Nate Mack is sick, though. I will give you that. Nate, Nate Mack, Mack is, is sick. He's a beauty. Game. Good old Canadian boy. Having a slow year this year, but, like, you know what? <laughs> He's sick. Like every uh, tune into uh, this video on YouTube here so you can see our jerseys. You can see us talk about it, see um, this whole thing. I think it's a better atmosphere to watch it on YouTube than listen on Spotify. But, uh, you know, maybe do both. Whatever tickles your fancy there. Um, so we're going to get on with the podcast here. Enough introductions. Let's get on with who's been on fire in this past week of no hockey. There has been nothing going on, but we're going to talk about who's been on fire. All right, Colton, who we got at number one here? We got uh, Braden Point. Braden Point. He came, uh, came back from his injury. And uh, he scored a beauty, didn't he? He scored an absolute beauty. Yeah, was, that was, that was a very good one. Goal. He, I mean, like, the guy has insane speed, and he's, uh, he can put the puck in the back of the net, certainly. Yeah, no, he's, he's nice and small. He's very fast, got good hands, and he really showed that coming back from his injury. Calgary he was boy. out for, yeah, Calgary boy. He was out for uh, one month and eight days, and uh, boy, did he come back swinging. He came back with a vengeance, and he scored, played three games and got five points, including three goals in those three games. So uh, what do you got to say about Braden Point, Colton? That's surreal, man. Like, to come back after not playing for a month and eight days, and then like putting up that many points is unreal like yeah no definitely blake what do you got to say for sure it brings back his uh fantasy pool um his value um all his trade values come back because he's finally putting up points again and now people don't have to be pissed off that they use their first round pick on brain point (laughs) shout out blake (laughs) (laughs) yeah no um yeah, like it, it does bring up his value and everything, and uh, we'll see that in fantasy pools and just kind of anywhere that's uh, based off of how he's doing right now. Um, you know, he's just been kind of underrated all year just because he hasn't had a reason to um, be excited about this year because he's really good when he does play. Uh, he's not like Nate Mack where he only shows up in the playoffs. He's really good. That's not a dig at Nate Mack. I'm just saying, like, just with the pattern that's it's been facts. going on. It's facts. Yeah, low-key facts. And he's... Uh, He's really been 
good in the regular season and in the playoffs. Like, if I were Tampa, I'd prioritize this guy over a lot of their roster. He's really good, um, nice and fast. He's literally the epitome of what hockey is becoming, small and fast. And, uh, yeah, no, he's really good. I'm, I'm glad that he's back. He brings a good energy to the league. He's uh, good to see play. And he can uh, he can carry a team without Stamkos. So that, yeah, exactly. that's been proven in the postseason. I mean, when Tampa won it two years ago, like Braden Point was an absolute beast, scoring all those overtime goals and mm-hmm. coming valuable watch. than Stamkos. Yeah, at this I'd point. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah, exactly. more valuable than Stamkos. Yeah, that like honestly, that's actually probably accurate because Stamkos was getting to the tail end of his career. Um, yeah. Uh, up next, we've got Florida, um, who had a 9-3 win against Tampa last night. Um, pretty big win for them. I'm uh, just going to break down the stats for you. Uh, Huberto had five points in that game. Five points. He had one goal, four assists, and that makes for eight points in his last three games. Hoobie dooby doo, how do you do? You know? <laughs> um, 5-2 win over the Canadians, of course. Yeah, today, yeah, they're... They just don't stop, you know, and um, I feel like every episode we talk about these guys, hey, like... Yeah, man, freaking Barkov on a Friday night, like, that guy, yeah, that guy gets dirty. <laughs> Throwback, Barkov gets down and dirty on those Friday nights, man, let me tell you. It, it's good to see, too, because in an earlier um, episode in the podcast, we were saying how Huberto should step up to, and carry the team, but recently, oh, man, he's been popping off. Yeah, he's... Points, five points. Yeah, he's been doing crazy. He's been doing bits for the team, like... I only said he needed to step up because he was doing good. It's just he wasn't on that pace that he's usually on to get, like, 100 points or near it. Um, and, and, like, he was, like, second or third on the team, right, where now he's uh, pretty close to top of the league for assists. And, like, the only person above him is Connor McDavid, best player in the league. And it's just, you know, he's, he's getting back to that Huberdeau that um, Florida knows and loves. And uh, Barkov seemed to have an extra kick in his step yesterday. Maybe he was hyped for the uh, hookers later that night or whatever he had going on. Maybe a little bit extra Coke in his water bottle or something. And um, Duclair is also like a freaking force out there, man. So underrated. He is so underrated. I picked him up like pretty early in the year uh, in the pool. And um, he had uh, two goals and three points in that 9-3 win. So he was a big part of that. And... He has five points in his uh, in three games this week, which is pretty nasty. And, um, yeah, what do you think about Duclair? You know, he's been on probably, I think, like five different teams in his career. Um, he's been tossed around like a freaking beach ball. But, <laughs> you know, he's kind of playing to, I think, his full potential with Florida. I mean, he's having a pretty good year, putting pucks in the net. Mm-hmm. He's on the power play, I believe. Yeah, and he's uh, he's doing good in Florida. I think he's always been a good player. He's always been super underrated. He, um, like, I don't understand how someone with that talent can get passed around like all of uh, Colton's girls on Snapchat does. Like, he he's played for so many different teams, and at at he hasn't slowed down on any of them. Like, he's always been good, and I saw that from the beginning of the year. Just like who he is, and he's just. Really underrated. I don't understand why no one talks about him. Um, he doesn't really take breaks. He's a good four checker, and he's uh, just a good asset to the team. And I think he's going to be a big part of, um, and already is a big part of Florida's success. So, um, what do you got to say about Duclair Blake? Anything to add? 
I think, like, by going back to what we said about, like, how he's been passed around, I think he's found a home in Florida now. Finally, he's reached his potential. He was supposed to be part of the future for Arizona. Bennett. Ben- Shout out Bennett. Sam Bennett's um, a big piece of their, their depth. That's a, to have in your, like, middle, middle six, for sure, that's a, that's a great piece. And I think he also contributes, like, physically and points-wise to their success. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to see him in the top six rather than the top nine. Yeah. Even well, like, not, it's been, it's been said before, say it again, he had many opportunities in Calgary. Yeah, Bennett had a lot of opportunities for sure. But, um, yeah, you know, not much more we can say about Florida. We've talked about them every single episode, and they're just surprising everyone once again. They're um, on fire. They are on fire, and they will stay on fire unless their whole team gets injured. Uh, they they were missing their best player, Jumbo Joe, for a bit there. But now that he's back, I think uh, this will really turn the corner for Florida. And I think uh, that'll push them over the edge to get the Stanley Cup this year. So, um, y- you know, it really also just kind of shows Tampa's weakness. Like, when they don't have Vasilevsky, how bad it gets, <laughs> really. Like, everyone's saying Vasilevsky's only good because he's on Tampa. But then Tampa plays like shit and loses 9-3 when they don't have him. Like... Yeah, like, that's, he's, that's he's just squirrely, man. Him, yeah, yeah. Squ- squ- fuck, squirrely bandling it out there. Like, Andre Vasilevsky and Marc-Andre Fleury are the two most athletic goalies in the NHL right now. Carey Price as well. And, like, that athleticism really sets them apart. They're very, um, they always have their eye on the puck. And, honestly, every picture I see of Vasilevsky, it looks like he's on coke or something. I don't know if that's to hone in his skills and but his eyes freaking scare me, man. And there's no way that you're getting anything past that guy. No, like the difference between a Robin Leonard and an Andre Vasilevsky. Like Robin Leonard stands up for like, he's not a butterfly goalie. Like he stands up for so much of his saves and like Vasilevsky's constantly like post to post. And yeah, he's a beast, man. I also think Vasilevsky's quicker than someone like Robin Lanner. Like, people like Robin Lanner, I just see as this big, like, fat guy that just is a little slow. Yeah, stirring the pot. And, like, Robin Lanner's not bad. It's just I would rather have Fleury, Carey Price, Vasilevsky. They're just straight up better than I'd rather have Markstrom where some people say Lanner's better than Markstrom. But, um, you know, just those people who, like, someone like Lanner shouldn't, like, they don't have to be quick. They can rely on their positioning and their angles, their rebound control, and all the stuff that, like, are important to a goalie. But Robin Lanner just doesn't really do it as good as other people do. That's right. No, I'd agree with you. Um, all right. So for the third and final on fire this week, we have Carolina, um, especially their game today where they were down 4 nothing against Columbus, and then they scored seven unanswered goals unanswered they they really took it to him and nice defense columbus yeah good d we love that d we love that d um so they had five players with two points in that game today um which is really really good for them we're got we got the uh, winter classic game on right there in minnesota just scored so anyways back to carolina um no like i think a lot of their players like like this is another team that we just can't stop talking about they're always doing something and um yeah, what do you think, Colt? You know, I love Carolina's forward group. Like, their top nine are surreal. I, uh, Sebastian Naho, that guy's a top ten player in the league for sure. And, like, he gets so many points. Like, he has a point on almost every goal in Carolina. Um, 
and a yeah. guy like Turbo setting them up and Svechnikov. Yeah, they're uh, they're solid. Definitely a uh, very good forward group there. Uh, like you said, people like Turbo and um, you know Martin Neck Neck Neckass are uh, also just very underrated and are a big part of that success. Blake. I I have fun watching them when they're when they're on TV. The the rare times when they're playing on the TV, got the cable going. Um, Caught King Emmy is notable for me recently because he's got in his past five games looks like seven points in his last five games to get himself to double his point totals in the past thirty. You and think uh, you think that's uh, six million notable? <laughs> No, <laughs> but if he keeps it up, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But no, not yet, especially w- with how, look at 30, 15 points in 30 games. That is not six mil. No, yeah, I think he's definitely Severely overpaid. Severely overpaid. Yeah, Severely. good thing that's not a long contract. Um, in other news across the league, um, Ovechkin breaks the all-time power play goals record. Um. All right, like Ovechkin has, I, I just want to mention how Ovechkin has 0.613 goals per game, and Gretzky had 0.601 at the end of his career. Um, so he has a little bit of an edge on Gretzky there, and he's only getting better, is something I also want to mention. Like, he's really, he's really ramping up, and um, now who, I, I got a question for you guys. Who do you think are the top five all-time for power play goals. Colton, I'll let you go first. In order. Ovechkin. Gretzky. Yager. Brett Hall. And... Bobby Orr. And who do you think, Blake? Well, OV, Gretzky. Let's go with Lemieux. Uh, Martin Saint Louis and Beret. That's a, that's a so so we got a consensus. Uh, Gretzky at two and Ovi at one, right? Well, you're fucking wrong. Gre- Gretzky's at number seventeen. No way. He's not even in the top five. He's not in the top ten. He's not even in the top fifteen. That's insane. What a bust! No wonder Edmonton traded him. Like. I'm going to pull a little John Tortorella here. Oh, I could score the most points in NHL history. I could score the most goals in NHL history. Yeah, but you can't score on the power play. Not, not much more needs to be said. Get him out of here. You know? Um, no, reason he, no wonder he hasn't been signed since Yeah, he hasn't been signed since <laughs> 1999, and people wonder. Anyways, Ovechkin is at number one with 275, and Gretzky is at number 17 with 204. 71 total more goals, and Ovechkin's not done. He is not stopping here, baby. The train don't stop here. He keep going. 140. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. I think Austin Matthews is going to break that record one day, personally. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No. Austin Matthews is good. We'll give him a couple years to see where he's at, and... You know, um, I think he's got a pretty sick shot. And he's got a long career ahead of him, so it'll be interesting to see. What Hopefully he can get a little bit more durable and get that wrist in check, you know? Yeah, that'd be so nice. the actual top five, I'm sure you're all wondering, is Ovechkin at number one. No surprise, no surprise. Okay, okay. 
Dave Andrichuk at number two. Who the fuck is that guy? Um, Brett Hull at number three. I think you had him at number four. Um, the Finnish Flash, Timu Solani at number four. That's a Go good ducks, one. Go Ducks, baby. Go Ducks. He's a jet, okay? He's not a duck. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Luke Robitaille at number five. So it's a little bit of a surprising list. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, what were all these, like, all-stars, like, doing? Obviously not playing on the power play, I guess. Like, Gretzky just was, like, off in the corner doing whatever the hell he does. Like, I don't know. Or behind the net. I think Danny Heatley is probably in that top five if you, um, you know. Right in the rock star zone. Right in the rock star zone. On the goal line, right where you want him. Um, You know. the most lethal yeah, he is the most lethal player in NHL history. <laughs> so, oh my god! <laughs> All right, we're gonna close off today's podcast with a off the top of your head once again. Uh, kind of making a little bit of a tradition here. You never know. You just never know. Um, Colton, yeah, who are your top five teams and then your top five players in the league? Your favorite, not based off skill. Your top five teams and players. So we'll start with teams ranked. Okay, so Colorado, Calgary, Toronto, Anaheim, and Carolina. Very good, very good. And uh, what uh, what kind of puts them in that spot there? You know, Colorado. I just I love Nathan McKinnon, man, and Kale Mack. Yeah, man, McCarr is sick. Uh, no, but, like, I fell in love with McKinnon a couple seasons ago and just kind of started watching the Avalanche more, and they overtook uh, Calgary as my favorite team. Yeah. All right, now you're uh, – I, I think I kind of relate to that. Like, you know, I'm not, I haven't been a big football fan, but this year I tried out um, fantasy football for the first time, and, um, you know, I've just kind of grown to be a big Kelsey fan. Not necessarily – like, Kelsey, being a big Kelsey fan just because of his energy and, like, who he is on and off the field, he, he kind of made me in, in part a Kansas City fan because I like their coach. I like the rest of their team. I like their quarterback. I like all this. But it's really just him that brought it to me. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that with the Blackhawks dynasty and Patty Kane. I feel like that's the same for a lot of people. So um, your top five players, Blake. I mean, Colton. So uh, (laughs) Nathan McKinnon, number one. Austin Matthews, number two. Number three. Matty Barris. Barzell, for sure. Um, Number four, Elias Lindholm. And number five. I'm falling in love with Trevor Zegers, man. I, I love that guy. Shout out Oscar. Yeah, shout out. I was just going to say, you and Oscar should hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what, uh, what kind of makes, like, um, all those players fit in your top five? Like, what kind of makes them your favorite? Like, what do you, what's, like, exciting about them to you? Uh, McKinnon, um, so much. I mean, the Tim Hortons hockey commercials. Um, and he's such a shifty player like besides mcdavid um mckinnon is i think the shiftiest player besides got that agility yeah exactly and those edges i mean there's better goal scorers than mckinnon like dry matthews but like Mm -hmm. he's shifty right up there with mcdavid yeah um matthews i just love that he can score goals um i love his shot so unique the freaking toe drag release. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. Kind of changing the game of hockey. Like, Bedard's kind of doing that. Yeah. He's going to go first overall here. 
yeah. next year. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. no, like, uh, speaking of Connor Bedard, first game back in the WHL after the World Juniors getting canceled, gets a hattie. Oh, my God, I wanted to watch that guy so bad, man. He was so good. He was like. Uh, yeah, so I think that does it for episode eight, Colton. It was a pleasure, more than a pleasure to have Absolute you on the podcast. Honor. You know, uh, I know you're a big listener and I'm sure all the fans Huge will fan. be happy Huge to hear fan. from you. Um, how, how was your experience today? It was lovely. Good. Well, we hope to have you back on a future episode. Check it out on uh, YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and uh, Anchor. Um, so anywhere... Uh, tell your grandma, tell your mom, tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your friends. Uh, if you know any NHL players, tell them to hit me up. We'll get them on the pod. Um, you know, that would be sick. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see you next Sunday. You ready? Yeah.